You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hi, this is Danny Fingeroth, and you are listening to the Epic Marvel Podcast. Welcome to the Epic Marvel Movie Podcast. I'm Steve Ferguson. And I am Doug Ferguson. Well, Doug, it's been a while. My apologies. No, Stephen. I'm sorry. Okay, apology accepted. Wait, why, why are we apologizing? Oh, well, it's been it's been so long, and I guess it's so easy to kind of put this stuff off when you're just like, well, I gotta isolate... And a quarantine, mm-hmm. but I'm still at work, mm-hmm. and I have to wear a mask while I'm shopping, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the, one, the next thing you know, like, two months have gone by. Yeah, well, we did that uh, over the over the interwebs, um, the Transformers episode, that mm-hmm. worked out pretty mm-hmm. good. I actually, I listened to that one, I I, uh, I enjoyed it. I got a good chuckle. Yeah. I got a good chuckle, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, well, it's nice to have you back in person. Okay, yeah. Okay, this is the thing, right? Oh, yeah. Remember, I had signed on to the computer, and I was I was great. I'm home. I had hijacked the shuttle, but I was home. Yada, yada, yada. It's all well and good. I'm sitting there. I'm recording. After the episode was done recorded, I, I sent it over to Curtis, and I'm just like, all done. And then I, I made a bit of a stretch, and then I got up to go, uh, you know, go about my week, and I go to my work, and the first thing I notice is that there's ducks everywhere. All these ducks are walking around and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. talking, and the Statue yep. of Liberty is a duck, yep. and the Lincoln Memorial is a duck, and yep. I don't even live in the U.S., mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, Gassy Jack is a duck, oh. and there's all these duck people, and they're all just like, ew, that guy's disgusting, and I realized I was on Duck World. Duck World, man. Uh, that's the world that duck, DuckTales takes place on, isn't it? Now, you see, that's what I thought, too. Oh. I thought, well, at least, you and know, I, well, I, I, can, I can go visit, you know, Scrooge and stuff. Okay? Yeah. Be, you know, ask cool. him for the, the old tour of the money bin. Yeah, so, <laughs> the, the old wink tour of the money bin. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no, no, there was no, uh, there was no Duckburgs. I was just, I was tremendously disappointed. Mm. But fortunately, a giant laser brought me home to Earth somehow. Great, man. Sounds, the science sounds sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not anxious to go back at all. Okay. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. I went for a walk today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the park. That's cool. And uh, I drank some tea. That was very tasty. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, you finished it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just enjoyed it that much. Okay. Let me tell you, folks, if you ever meet Doug out on the street, ask him to make you some tea. The guy knows his chops. Well, I mean, chances are I don't have the tea with me on the street. Don't take no for an answer. He's very he's very bashful about us. Um, but I do know how to put a bag of tea in hot water. Shh. I can give you some tips. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tips but but only the tip, right? Anyway. Uh, okay, so. All right. As agreed last time, mm-hmm. we decided we were going to do uh, the... Okay. Be honest with me. Is it a cult classic? I'd say it's a cult film. Cult film. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what separates just a cult film from a cult classic. Like how many, like how many people need to love your movie for it to be a, a classic? Yeah. Um, or even if it's a length of time. Well, that's what I wonder because it's pushing thirty five years. I want to say it's like thirty three or something. Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, but yeah, it's a cult film because it because it was not a box office success. No. Um, but even though it was a flop. Honestly, not as much of a flop as, you know, a lot of people like to, to harp on it mm. as being. Right. It, it wasn't. Um, it didn't make really any money, but it wasn't like, you know, Delgo or whatever. Well, you know, that's the interesting thing with uh, with film is that, you know, there's a lot of movies that have uh, been... They were, you know, notorious flops when they first came out, mm. but... You know, they. It's not like they stop making money. Sure. You know, they they there's sales and stuff down the road. I'm sure Howard the Duck has definitely made his money back and some like t- turned a pretty 
good profit. Like you said, you used to see it on TV and all this all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. So we'll we'll get into that part. Yeah. Um, so did we even say we're watching? We're we're talking about Howard the Duck. We're clearly talking about Howard the Duck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'll agree with the cult film, but um, it's strange. There's a few people like whenever I talk about it, some times people are just like, "Oh, that movie's awesome," and mm. I re- I remember not really digging it as a kid, but you know, I thought maybe watching it again as an adult, maybe I'd get something a little different out of it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, which I did, but. Um, back in the past, I was definitely younger than 10. Uh, and so the movie wouldn't have been that old because it came out August 87. And so I was four when it came out. So in the span of five years, I definitely saw it on TV a few times. Never the whole thing. Yeah. I remember, I remember maybe pieces of it. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever sat and watched it as a kid. I remember never being particularly enthralled with it, but always, and this is the weird thing, this is the takeaway that I had as a young child, always being immensely disappointed he never got home. Like, I was just like... So you were invested enough. Just that, I think there's something about, you know, someone who's out of place getting back home again. I think that's a very universal thing, and that as a kid, that's the thing that I latched onto, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. And and so, I mean, to this day, I remember that, just being like, ah, he never got home. You know, ah, oh, well, you never got home. So what was this even all about? Yeah, well, why? You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, Howard the Duck. Now, so then it was years and years and years before I ever actually sat down and watched it, which I think I was a young adult when I watched it. Wasn't mm-hmm. terribly impressed. And then avoided it for like the next, I don't know, 10, 15 years till I watched it again recently. How about you? I don't think I've ever watched it from start to finish. I think I've only caught glimpses of it on TV and maybe it was because you you had seen it that you like turned it off, or maybe or maybe mom saw that we were watching it. And she's like, uh-uh. <laughs> it definitely has some dark elements and stuff like that that I could easily imagine her being like, watch something else. Or the the sort of the semi animal erotic aspect of it, <laughs> which is you know very not a big part of the movie, but there is that one scene where you, it's a little uncomfortable. I still feel really weird about that. <laughs> um, so this was really my first time actually watching the film. Yeah, and as a as a as a bit of a connoisseur of B movies, because <laughs> oh, um, yeah. uh, I mean I think that I can categorize this as a B movie. Yeah. Um, if anything, even though it was like it was a big budget picture, it had George Lucas's name behind it. Yeah. Um, um, it had it had all of Lucas Lucas's production company stuff behind it. It had big yeah. name stars. But um, for but for me, um, just because I I use the term B movie very broadly. Um, I think there's a level of hokiness and the fact that it was it's, it is a cult film um, I that's sort of like that sort of categorizes it as a B-movie to me even though at the time it was supposed to be an A picture sure yeah sure uh, well well Doug but yeah as a B-movie connoisseur it was uh, it is something that I've been meaning to watch for quite a while and uh, I am actually glad I did see it um at the end, in the end, here I am. <laughs> Why don't you walk us through the plot, sir? What what the hell is going on in this movie? Um, well, I mean, the setup is very uh, sudden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duckman Drake here, uh, who goes by Howard. Um, he's just uh, he's just at home. He's you know looking at nudie mags and mm-hmm. watching TV, mm-hmm. like you know, like as one does, as, and. Uh, Suddenly, he's pulled uh, out of his living room, through through his whole building, into space, ends up on Earth. Uh, Cleveland, specifically, actually. What a strange... Honestly, what a strange choice for a city. Just throwing that out there. I actually know very little about Cleveland, to be honest. That's where the Drew Carey show took place. That's basically all that I think of. Uh, sorry, Clevelandites. But I, th- I know that... But, that, but that's because the theme song was Cleveland Rocks. That's the only reason why, uh, and that's why I know I'm that seventies show took place in Wisconsin because at the end of the credits he would always yell, "Hello, Wisconsin!" Like I guess you know you gotta establish it somehow. Why not put it in the song? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So Drew Carey, oddly enough, absent from the picture. Um, what a, what a bizarro mission. <laughs> 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 um 
But, uh, you know, the, Howard is getting a hard time the moment he lands on Earth. There's yeah, a yeah. biker gang and uh, a two couple making out and they, they assault him. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's just and he ends up in a garbage can. And he's like, he's like, man, I don't know what's going on. Everything's so hard. Why is everything going to be so hard? Um, meanwhile, there's uh, Leah Thompson mm-hmm. uh, playing. Oh, what's their character? Beverly. Name? Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's a, she's the singer of rock band. Apparently, she's actually doing all the singing. She is legit her singing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess what it was is that uh, she was like when when in, when she was in Back to the Future mm-hmm. and Michael J. Fox was not singing "Go mm-hmm. Johnny Go." Yeah. she's like, if I am in a rock band and movie, I'm gonna sing. That's that's definitely the one, but yeah, definitely. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty um, sure that was written. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, so she exits, and I think she's um, like the, her band is having problems with their manager. He's kind of like you know pocketing all their 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 money, um, and she's really ticked off, and I think she starts getting mugged or um, attacked, accosted, by, accosted. We'll say yeah. accosted yeah, because they, you know yeah. you know how it is. Yeah, you're one minute you're one minute you're a redhead wandering down an alley. Then all of a sudden it starts to rain and your nipples poke through your shirts. Next thing you know, you know a uh, costume superhero comes down and, uh, to save your your patooey. Yeah, and in this case, this costume superhero is this a duck wearing a suit, <laughs> yeah. and he comes out. He knows Quack Fu, uh, or is it Duck Fu? No, no, no. I'm, I'm yeah, it's Quack Fu. Um, well, at least the movie tells us he knows Quack Fu because really, it just kind of looks like jumping and punching. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. he saves her, and she's like, "Whoa, you're a duck!" And he's like, "Where am I?" She's like, "You know, Cleveland." Cleveland. And he's like, "What? What a strange planet!" She's like, "Ah, the planet's Earth, you big silly!" And then yeah, he t- she takes him home, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, he comes from a planet that is pretty much identical to our Earth, mm. except for the fact that it's just full of duck puns. It's just it mm. is a, it is a world of ducks and duck puns. And interestingly, mm-hmm. um, as it's leaving its sun's orbits, those ducks are forced underground, and then they have to enhance their body with cybernetic components to survive their planet freezing over. Uh, that henceforth known as the cyber ducks. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking about Doctor Who. That yeah, yeah, okay, that's, okay. A, that's me sneaking in my Doctor Who reference for this episode for you folks keeping track of them. Oh wow, that was a stretch. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, she takes him to her scientist friend, um, and uh, and he, but he's more like just like an uh, an intern kind of thing or a a lab assistant. And so he's like, I'm not going to listen to you, but, but, you know, they're trying to figure out where he came from. Turns out he came from this big machine thing. And the guy, the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it was, it was me. I brought you and this feather matches this feather. So we know that you were the one brought through. Let's take you back. But then, then there's police and, and then there's a cruel evil overlord that takes over Ferris Bueller's principles. Yeah, skin, yeah. it's skin. like the Lord of Darkness or something. Yeah, and Tim uh, Curry, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. plays that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he often does. <laughs> and um and then you know, wacky shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. And then he doesn't get home at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you know, it's it's uh it's not the most the plot doesn't make like loads of sense, but it's but it's delightful in its own way. <laughs> <laughs> My God, you're generous. <laughs> um, interesting production notes. Um, first off, we're not gonna run into the speculation that Howard the Duck being a a flop led to Steve Jobs buying Pixar and and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of a rabbit hole. And it's also very, very difficult to verify a lot of this stuff. There, but I don't even know anything about that. Yeah, well, I mean, you can look it up, but again, grain of salt. Um, yeah, but uh, Thomas Dolby contributes the vast majority of the soundtrack, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, you uh, know what? He blinded me with science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. I actually think he could have played um, Brett Bart Brett Bart Bart Bon. 
uh, Tim Robbins role. I think he could have mm-hmm. he could have played that role. Actually, man, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Seeing him, I was very surprised. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing here, dude? And I'm like, oh, I guess he's a few years away from Shawshank. So, but only a few. Or uh, <laughs> what he's. I think he got his big break working for the Coen brothers, if I recall. But mm. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about the timing of certain things. Yeah, but, but when was Shawshank? Like 94? 95, maybe? In the 90s. Yeah, mid 90s. Yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, Tim Robbins. He looks young, though. He looks young. He's, yeah, yeah. It's junior Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Thomas Dolby. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, okay, positive things. Uh, the sound, the soundtrack, I will label as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, it was really nice. It matched the atmosphere. It matched the tone they were going for and helped establish it. The effects on the whole, I like. Um, on the whole, some of the stop motion stuff, you know, Kichi, I dig it. I'm down with it. Are you, that monster at the end? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I the, 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 that's a really great character design, and I thought the special effects were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was I, I dug that uh, Leah Thompson I'm in love with her um, have been for years um, but have you ever like felt like you need, you knew you needed to do something but when you had to do it you couldn't go through with it I know exactly what you mean uh let's see things i like things i like things i like 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 oh like. you're really jeffrey struggling. jeffrey jones uh the principal from ferris Bueller, <laughs> um is oh, hilarious oh. um the amount oh, yeah. that he the amount that he actually invests in this let's be honest very silly role mm-hmm. i mean like um like he's going on the, the the scene in the diner when like uh when uh beverly is saying you know go rescue him and he's just like even though he's playing this demon overlord his eggs have been taken away he looks like genuinely like befuddled over that you know he took my eggs yeah like just strange moments like that uh i Je- jeffrey jones pulls pulls that stuff off. he was in a lot of stuff for a while like, yeah he was he was well just one of those like actors who would kept appearing in in things and you know, it's it's not it's not obvious why, other than the fact that he there's something just kind of hilarious about his presence because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just got a really unique look mm-hmm. and and um and also just kind of like this sort of villainous. I don't know, like his face just kind of makes him look kind of villainous. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and you know, I, I actually do, do do him a disservice by just calling him the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off because although that's probably his most remembered role, like he's just in so many things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, what's, what's he been on, what's he done lately? I feel like. Uh, well, I mean, ever since there there's this uh, thing with a uh, you know child porn, uh, it got kind of like his oh. career just kind of got. You didn't know about that? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just. I got you, I got you. Oh, um, actually, side tangent, I have been watching Lindsay Ellis, the YouTuber, her um, her series about separating the art from the artist sort of thing and how complicated an issue it is in response mm. to J.K. Rowling yeah, yeah. tweets and stuff. And I, I love how she doesn't dumb anything down and how balanced... A sort of approach there is to to it, and how nuanced it. Is. Yeah. Anyways, look it look it up. Um, death to the artist. Death death of an artist. Or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. I I have seen it. And I think she just released a recent one too, following up on it. Um, I've always been impressed with her video essays, but yeah. Going on. What else did I like about this movie? Uh, if I can go, on, uh, I can yeah, say. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what? Go. I maybe I'll agree or disagree. I I like Howard. Um, not okay to specify. Yeah. Not always his character, mm. but I like the design and I like how he's acted. Um, I think I just think the little the, the guy in the puppet suit. It just I think he looks really good, and I and I, I just I really I think I think he's just really endearing and fun to watch on screen. Even though the character himself sometimes is is uh, insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you see, I didn't, you I didn't, didn't. Oh, I didn't really? like his portrayal. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give props to uh, the work that went into the costume and and stuff, but I didn't feel the voice was appropriate or. Um, I felt that they kept pulling his punches for the most part into 
not physically because he was a hothead, but like in how snarky uh, and and witty he could have been and ultimately wasn't. I wasn't a big fan. Um, no joke, even though it's less than a few minutes screen time. Um, I love the Howard the Duck that's in the MCU. <laughs> no, I I love it. Uh, I love the voice. I love the mannerisms. You, you, you hardly get to see Yeah, I know. It <laughs> drives me nuts. Although, but... you know, I will say one thing that you said that wound up coming true is you, you said that you desperately wanted at some point <laughs> in the big final battle uh-huh. of the whole Avengers thing that somewhere in there is Howard, it's the, Howard Duck. the Duck. Howard the Duck, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> and, and he is. He's in there. He, yeah. you, can, you can Google it. I mean, he's not like super visible, but Howard the Duck of is course. in that Avengers Endgame final no, battle. No, and I wanted him to not be super visible. <laughs> I, I wanted him to be just kind of there for those for the people with the pause button to catch. That, like, that like, was, so, the, yeah, someone, someone with the remote control is like, <laughs> I know he's, I know he's, he's in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then they find him, they're like, ah! <laughs> I found, I knew I'd find you! <laughs> he was in there! <laughs> yeah, um, okay, yeah, so Disagreement about about the characterization of Howard. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. You know. I. Just, I just. I did kind of like just how hokey the movie was, and and how like every. It seemed like every other. Um. Every other minute, I was rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll agree with that. Every like, other oh. minute, I was rolling my eyes. That's true. And uh, there's just something about that that I find endearing because the th- the thing is is. You know, yeah. There's some movies that I've seen that I have, and I just I couldn't tell you anything about them. Mm. But I will never forget that I watched Howard the Duck. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, and just the fact that it's so memorable and so like I like face palmingly goofy. I I guess I kind of appreciate it on that level. Hmm. <laughs> and you know, you could take that as you could see see that as a compliment or. Or a backhanded compliment. I don't know. I don't even know myself. But like, I, I just, I just found myself having this really weird relationship with this film. Um, in that I, I thought it was, I thought it was terrible. I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> but like, nice stupid. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how else to put it. I was just, yeah. Um, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. But then again, you know, the thing is, I watched it with Allie. Mm-hmm. I watched it with Mom. Mm-hmm. Mark decided to sit it out, even though he's never seen it before. He just, he just, he uh, said, I, I said, well, basically, I pitched the movie to everybody. I'm like, hey, tomorrow, do you guys want to watch a movie that's really stupid? And mm-hmm. then was like, all right, sure. Except for Mark, he's like, he's like, but you just said it was really stupid. I'm like, yeah, but. But now you know it's going to be stupid. So now you know what to now you know what to expect. I'm not. I presented it as this and not a masterpiece. Um, <laughs> and anyways, he sat it out. Um, I don't think. Like I don't think anyone had a bad time watching it. Mm. You know, I think it's, it's it's flaws are very apparent, but I think that, um, you know, you're able to have fun with it. In the end, okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I not I don't think it's gonna be on anyone's regular rotation. <laughs> no. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think you can have fun with it. Alright. Yeah. Um if I was to be truthful about a couple things that I would change ultimately. Uh first off the sexual stuff. <laughs> I'm okay with this with sexy stuff in the movie. Just not with Howard. If you want to have, like, for example, with the spa moment or whatever, if you want to have that stuff in there where he's kind of the alien observer and the stuff is just all gross to him, you know, and like like uh, the, mm. the things that we eat, the things that we do with our time, how we dress, how we smell, how we have sex, and you have him be like the snarky observer, I'm totally fine with that. But when he's in, this, when he's in bed with Leah Thompson and the skimpy nothings... And uh, well, he seemed pretty uncomfortable with that whole thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, like, granted, <laughs> yeah. but like, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm just joking." It's just like I'm not convinced. I, yeah, I'm just <laughs> not like, convinced she was joking. I'm like, okay, folks, biology time. <laughs> oh, almost, almost <laughs> all bird species don't have uh, the males don't have penises. That's true. They have like a sign called a a clacoa or something like that, which is basically just kind of like a. Um, I, I'm miming with my hands, but it's sort of like a little concave structure so that when most birds mate, they just kind of smush their genitals together. 
but like like a sort of a, a wax sort of thing and try to you know it's it's kind of a weird sort of sort of half but it, it's the upside is that it can happen very quickly but most waterfowl do have male genitalia have penises but ducks have corkscrew shaped ones which when she pulls the condom out of the wallet you know and I realize, but but then I'm like, well, hold on, Steve. These are anthropomorphized ducks. So this is the problem. Why am I thinking this during well, this movie? Why are these questions that your mind is begging to know the answers to? <laughs> That's why I like the idea of, of an alien observer, but not just like, this is fascinating, you know, yeah. um, but more along the lines of, this is all disgusting, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, you know, yeah, so yeah. get him out of bed with Leah Thompson. <laughs> like, like just get get him out of bed. Like, it's funny cuz uh you also mentioned the the spa scene and I feel like you just should have cut that whole scene out. Unfor- um, unfortunately, yeah, it doesn't fit in with the plot, but I kind of liked the I liked the tone. I felt the movie should have been more of that tone, right. you know, where you know, he's 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 he has the ultimate fish out of water sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, or a duck out of water. Yeah, the duck out of water. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would also make the movie animated. Uh, kind of, maybe something more in lines with uh, with heavy metal or what was it called, rock and roll. Rock and so, roll. I mean, I realize you're automatically the limiting. Lizards. Yeah, you're automatically limiting your audience. Um, but it's not like anyone wants to see this anyways, really. Well, know? I mean, I mean, they did. It's not that bad. A but. lot of those animated features didn't do well. So it's not like there was great precedent for for adult oriented animated films. Would you consider now heavy metal a cult classic? Huh? Or, or well, it's definitely a cult film. I would say so. I think that it's it's been around and it's got devoted fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's actually one in, in the, uh, that list that I haven't seen. I have not seen heavy metal. I haven't either, but I've seen um, reviews of it. I'm so fascinated to see it. Um, but uh, but I have seen Rock and Rule and I have seen Wizards and the 70s Lord of the Rings and they all underperformed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, you can't blame them for not wanting to go down that route. I think, and also, like, if you have George Lucas involved, um, you know, puppetry and, and, uh, special effects were kind of like his wheelhouse, right? That is true. So, um, it was a chance for them to kind of bring, um, bring it, uh, bring, bring, bring Howard the Duck to, to life. And I think, I think that was something that was the, the, the novelty of seeing this duck puppet walk around town with, with people, like real life people. I think that was sort of the appeal behind it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and we're, it just wouldn't have been that special if it was animated. There would be, I guess, you know, there's, maybe there's not enough wacky stuff actually happening to justify it being animated. In my if mind. it was animated, then you could actually amp up the wacky then because you're not constrained anymore by live action stuff. Possibly, they would. They could do a lot more. One of the things that one of my main criticisms of the film is that there, there's way too much of him and uh, Tim Robbins flying around in that plane. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, guys, okay, we get it. I'm like, yeah. we get it. They're, you're flying in a plane. He's a duck. He's afraid of heights. LOL, guys. <laughs> uh, well, uh, any any other negative responses you have to the to the film? Negative criticisms. Um, or, or challenges, maybe things. Things if you have opportunities to explore. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just, I mean, part of the problem is that when you, with a movie like this, when you start to try and like resolve its flaws, it suddenly becomes a little less charming. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the like I was face palming a lot with um, when. Oh, what's the character's name again? The guy, he's taken over by the alien. The dark, oh, Je- Jennings? Jennings, yeah. Mm-hmm. When the dark overlord of the universe has taken over his body and he's clearly being possessed, he's all sweaty and looks disfigured and is like, I'm going to kill the human race and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're just and they're just not taking him seriously. They're like, Jennings, you're being so ridiculous. <laughs> Jennings. Jennings. And then, <laughs> I'm like, what exactly do you fail to believe here? You are a duck from another planet who just landed... On Earth, you were both put into a situation that was yesterday completely out of your mind, like what you could possibly believe would be true. And now this other thing is happening that's equally ridiculous. And you're like, that I just can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, you know, is that something that I would try to fix? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. 
It's yeah, you know, no, no. I th- I think maybe I would shorten that that gag a little bit because it, it did drag. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, no. I, I would probably keep it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So also, um, another this is just more of an observation because I don't. Again, this is another thing that I don't know if I'd want to change. But uh, the guys, all those guys in the restaurant, I think they were legitimately just going to carve up. Oh yeah, Howard uh-huh. and eat him. Yes, uh, I I and, made a note about that as well because it's the same in the comic, right? It's just like they were literally going to chop his head off. A sentient, clearly sapient, a humanoid thing <laughs> yeah. that they let's face it didn't understand. Even if you couldn't believe it was a duck, or you couldn't believe it was humanoid or whatever, it's still like a talking to you, and you're going to chop off his head and and just uh, and just kill him and sticking him right there. celery in his mouth, and you know they're, they're, they're throwing greens on him. Just a, a bunch of savages in this town. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say beyond that. It's uh, it's uh, a movie you should see once if if you don't mind the fact that it's just. It's dumb. It's a dumb movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Let's get into the comic. The yeah. comic book. How uh, Marvel Super partners? Special number 41, or it also came out separately, issues 1 through 3, which... Why does it say 86? It says 86 there. That can't be right, because it was November... Oh, yeah, no. Ha, ha, ha. November of 86. I got 87 stuck in my head. 86 is correct. 1986. 1986. I remember that year. No, I don't. Yeah. I was born. I yeah. Born that year. I remember. I know that much. The uh, script was done by Danny Fingeroff. Mm-hmm. Art by Kyle Baker and colors by Glynis Oliver. Um, the story on the whole, actually, you know what? All things considered, it's pretty beat by beat. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything really notable that was changed, except for I think the the demon Dark Lord guy at the end in the comic he takes on duck characteristics, but I don't think he did at all in the no that in was, the film. That was something that was uh, very disappointing to me was the fact that they didn't even try to draw that creature at all. Mm. I was wondering. I was actually really looking forward to seeing how they're going to in- interpret it on, on the comic page. Mm-hmm. And then they just drew this weird big duck monster. I'm like, mm. what? <laughs> that's, not, that's not what happened at all. I was very disappointed, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a change in the comic that I am so against. Can, can you think of anything else, though, that, that changed between the stories? Because I no, honestly uh, This is a pretty faithful representation. Um, apart from the visual element of yeah. Howard. Yeah. Um, he looks... This is how the comic Howard looks, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, because, I mean, I, and I think if you were to do a movie adaptation, you should try and make it look more like the movie character. This is the same thing we did with, with Conan. Yeah. Conan the Barbarian didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He no, looked he like looks like a comic. The comic Conan. Conan yeah. Uh, and I, just I keep wanting like, to call him Conan. No, Conan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Conan. The Barbarian. Um... He would be a very sassy barbarian, that, that Conan the Barbarian. But still tall. Yes, oh, <laughs> still tall. Um, so I, I just kind of feel like if they were going to do um, a rendition of Howard the Duck in the movie, they should make him look like the movie Howard the Duck. Or the, the movie Howard, yeah. Mm. Um, but in this one, it just took the comic one. And I can kind of understand why. He's, I, I he's like not, the look of the comic one. Well, I mean, I really yeah, it's, he's very expressive. He's you he can do. I feel like you can kind of do a lot more with him. But I just, just I guess I just feel that if you're gonna do a beat by beat movie rendition, you just want to stick a little closer to the design. One thing that is missing is there's that really weird scene uh, with the um, the duck boobs. What the duck boobs? I wasn't gonna mention duck boobs at all. Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, I mean they are they are, the duck boobs are omitted from the comic, <laughs> or but that's okay. No, I mean, uh, yeah. no, no. One scene that was uh, it was the uh, the job placement lady who got him the job at the spa. Oh yeah, that actually, was, I, uh, I almost forgot to mention. I love that scene. I think yeah, I think the movie could use more of those scenes. I think it's better than than the, the scene with the uh, with at the actual job. Yeah, which, which isn't here. Yeah. Scaled down and uh, still pointless, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think if, if they were just gonna just do away with that whole subplot, that'd be great. But um, but they kept it, but they they took out the better part of it, so that was that was kind of lame. Um, but then again, you couldn't have one part 
you couldn't have that first scene without the second one. Yeah. So. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. Now this is the weird thing. Okay. As a kid, mm. I assumed growing up watching Star Trek that he was kind of caught in like a transporter beam. Hmm. But the way the science is explained in the movie and the comics is that it's like some supercharged laser which kind of drew him in and shot him across space without killing him uh, somehow. And that reversing, somehow they could reverse a laser? Yeah. Anyways, um, technology, the technical technology aspect makes no sense in this oh uh, yeah i didn't i didn't even try to think about it too much <laughs> to be yeah. honest i'm just like oh great a space oh a magic door why didn't you say so <laughs> yeah magic door would have been fine, would have been yeah. fine by me. yeah um okay the the tone of when howard is again you know first landing on earth and he's get, going around again his ass kicked and all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff i i don't know this post-apocalyptic 80s Thing that they've going on got going on in downtown Cleveland. Uh, I mean, like, is there is it really this bad in Cleveland? I don't know. I mean, like, that. there's gangs roaming the streets and rapists around every corner and skinheads and mm-hmm. I mean, just like it's yeah, it's 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 like Akira or something. I mean, what what is going on? Well, one of the things that I actually kind of like because it come almost it almost adds to the absurdity of the fact that there's this duck character in here is that. Visually, it looks really gritty, right? Like, yeah. Like if you if you took a Howard the Duck out and just put in all these panels, it would look some like something really serious. <laughs> yeah. It yes. would it would look like like this really uh, dark um, post apocalyptic tale. Like I would I would I would almost say like warriors or or the, uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. 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 With with the heavy emphasis on the on the shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. And. And so it, it, it kind of lends to the comedy in my mind. <laughs> Howard the Duck and Warriors crossover. Wow, I would wa- I would read slash watch that. Why has this not happened? Mm-hmm. Or how similarly come out to play? <laughs> or yeah, or that V for Vendetta. Howard the Duck crossover. Uh, yeah, you yeah. don't know. Yeah, it could work too. <laughs> Why not? You know, everybody's like, coming out in their Howard the Duck masks, as the you know, the, yeah, instead of the guy Fox, it's all, yeah. it's all dirt, all, it's all Howard the Duck, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, okay, other, other thoughts I have. Um, so Bev takes it, well, I don't even remember what the guy's name is, Dr. Brent Barn, but Dr. Tim Robbins. She takes, <laughs> she takes him to Dr. Tim Robbins, mm-hmm. but I am honestly confused as to how, um, there's two labels in the department he works for paleontology. And ichthyology. Uh, so I don't know how either of those are. Oh, what's the name? Uh, oh, where's his Phil. name? Phil. Sure, Phil. Dr. Uh, there you go, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Paleontology and ichthyology. What on earth does it have to do with aliens or ducks? Nothing. Nothing. They might as well take him to a podiatrist. Just like, what right. do you think about this, doctor? You well, know? they're like they're like. Well, she's like. Well, he's a science guy. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. The only thing you know about science guys is that they know everything. Uh, in fairness to you and <laughs> to the comic, but uh, travesty towards Leah Thompson, the character in the comic of Bev, is kind of dumb and kind of hysterical. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't really notice too much of a different a difference in characterization um, between her and the. Uh, and the movie version. Yeah, the movie version, though, she seemed a little more quirky. She seemed uh, like... Um, yeah, but know. I guess it was because I saw the movie first, and I just kind of... Maybe I just projected those qualities onto her, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, now that, now that you mention it, yeah, she's... Yeah, she's definitely more quirky in, in the film. In this one, I guess it's because... I guess that's the difference with, um, you know, drawings versus an actress, right? Yeah, Blumbert. That's his name. Blumbert? Blumbert. Phil Blumbert? Yeah. Okay. That's a dumb name. Okay. Oh, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a science name. <laughs> it is, if you were a science guy, you'd have a crazy name, too, to be fair. <laughs> um, by the time we get to the part where he uh, storms out of the, the science center, mm-hmm. and then Bev's trying to catch up, and then he verbally abuses Bev until she starts oh, leaving, yeah, and she's yeah. crying and stuff like that, my note is, this is depressing. 
Because <laughs> at this point in the comic, I'm just like, it's like the only per- like the only person I care about really is an airhead, and everybody else I just kind of hate uh, because because Howard is an asshole, um, and he's like that in the movie too. Though. He is that, in that scene. That scene is a little much for me. I think I think that he I really start to lose sympathy for him in once he's outside and you know yelling at children and yeah. and, and he's and he's like. All the how fat happy you were and all that kind of stuff. Like he's, um, you know, he, he. I don't think he appreciates the fact that that anyone is helping him. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I get. I I feel it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Can we go to the? I want to show you something, but you got to look at it. It's um. <clears throat> well, it's page twenty-five in the super special. Um. But I think it's an issue number two. It's when he's working at the spa. Oh, by the way, uh, I do dig the covers. Oh, I do, yeah, I oh, do yeah. dig the covers. They they definitely, um, as far as the art goes, I think they've got a lot. Um, they're they're eye popping. They they tell you enough about the the plots to want to keep you invested. Oh, what the what what the hell's going on this time with poor Howard? Hmm. So, all right. So let's see. We're we're looking at him in the spa. Yeah. Okay. So check it out. There's this mm-hmm. couple in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're being intimate. Oh, like yeah, that, that like like intimate. But then when we go under, both their feet, which and their legs are together, but mm-hmm. both their feet are pointed in the same direction. Oh, fascinating. Yes. Do you, are you saying that there's a, a secret third person in there? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying that, but now that you mentioned it, maybe I don't know. You know what? It's an extremely minor art detail, extremely minor, but it's very bizarre. Um. Okay, so here's my here's my answer. So yeah. these two outside feet belong yeah. to the person on top. Yeah. They have a rare condition where their feet are literally backwards. Okay. And so they can only do this underwater. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that that's makes why sense. that's why they have it they have and they like it warm like so in a hot tub. <laughs> okay well thank you for explaining yeah um, I'm, I'm helping <laughs> let's see i re- watching it i want to know who scripted the bedroom scene i wanted beth to get a grip i couldn't believe mm-hmm. this casual murder that was going to happen in the diner um they did all right um I, <laughs> and uh, and and the girl refused to call the cops she's like yeah fights happen here all the time and and this, she's like <laughs> i think i was thinking so People are murdered here a lot. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. And you're on. worried when people are rude to you about, you know, about what you are. Anyways, um, the plot contrivance about that, oh, yeah, the disintegrator mega gun that we have just mm-hmm. next, do- you know, the next room over in the lab. Uh, sure. But actually, uh, for those who are reading from Marvel Super Special, it's on page 49. Um, I guess it's in the third issue. It's the real the first real panel that I looked at and I was like, awesome. This looked really good. And it's one where Jennings with the demon thing in him, he's at the nuclear power plant and all that energy is coming into him. And I was like, that looks legitimately, that looks really cool. All right. So whereabouts in in here is it? There, there it is. Oh, I was oh, like, yeah, that that yeah. looks really cool. And then the follow-up a couple panels later where all of a sudden he's just bursting with energy and he's mm-hmm. gone red and stuff like that and stuff. I mean, that to me is as far as visual cues go, mm-hmm. uh, actually finally contributes to to investing me as a reader because I'm just because then like if I hadn't seen the movie ever before or I'd never read the comic, that's a part and then the, the cop is disintegrated or not even disintegrated, he's like he's like uh, all his energy is, is is like drained out and he's like burnt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, those sort of artistic cues and stuff like that are great for the reader because now it was originally, it was quite a boring sort of stuff but then you, from that point on, look at all the, look at the art and suddenly the art has ramped up and that's that's good it's yeah. it's good to see and they scaled back that whole flying the plane scene which is nice. It's, they it's, did. Yeah, so it's a lot more, actually that, that pacing of that is a lot better actually in the comic, which is it have to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have to be. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, and and just a few duck puns in general too, which is, I guess, depending on how you feel about duck puns. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought it was welcome. So I thought I thought the third act, I guess, uh, for the comics altogether was the strongest part. Mm-hmm. Um, and and was it felt more like a comic as opposed to an adaptation, I would say, in the third part. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, sir? Well, I, I, I mean, I guess I took note already of how um, there's a gritty realism to so much of it, except for Howard. Yeah. Um, they didn't really capture the likeness of anybody, except for Jennings, I found. Oh, yeah. I guess, again, because he has such a distinct face. He's, he's actually fairly easy to capture. Where, I guess, Tim Robbins and Leah Thompson, I don't know, they just, they, they're... You see, I don't think of them as generic-looking people, but no. but I, there was only one panel. I don't. It was fairly early on that I I looked at it and thought that looks kind of like Leah Thompson, and then there were no other ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I never thought it looked like um, Tim Robbins. And we've talked about this before as to whether or not uh, comics should have a resemblance, and and appa- and I can't remember which one episode it was where there was legal issues with that. Right, th- yeah. Maybe it was Close Encounters. It was Close Encounters. For sure. Um, and and okay, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would prefer it one way or the other, whereas either always kind of bears a resemblance to the cast or just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do both because then it you it draws your attention. Then well, like here's okay. So why is why does Jennings look like Jeffrey Jones, but Bev doesn't look like Leah? You know, yeah. Yeah, and I just I'm just still so disappointed by this duck monster at the end. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, just it really dropped the ball there. Um, I mean, I'm a sucker for claymation. Like uh, I still got to watch that. Um, uh, it was it Adventures of uh, Mark Twain or whatever. I'm so immensely curious about that whole thing. Um, I have such a soft spot for claymation, especially when it's used in a setting where you were aren't expecting it, which is definitely the case here. Because um, mm-hmm. there are no other special effects like that in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know. I mean, what, really, what else to say about the comic other than I felt that you know it, it really it hit all the important notes of the movie. Um. It's kind of, it kind of, um, it almost seems like it could be taken more seriously than the film in some ways, though, just mm. just due to, uh, I don't know, I guess the tone is distinct from the movie. Yeah. I think because they did what, they went for that kind of gritty art style, um, it, it that, I mean, uh, I guess Curtis mentioned it in the previous thing, is that pacing, like, tone and stuff like that is captured by the art and it has to be captured that way mm. because you don't have the things like the soundtrack and the and the sound effects and acting and stuff like that to portray those the art style is telling almost a a different story than the film because the film it, it's it's pretty goofy all the way through sure and this doesn't really feel like it's goofy all the way through it it feels like instead of leaning fully into comedy they're toying around with the the absurdity of the fact that the protagonist is a duck <laughs> and and that everything else that's happening can kind of be taken seriously right yeah yeah, yeah. so that's i guess that's my main observation <laughs> yeah 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 and he didn't even get to go home at the end no, and he still didn't get to go home at the end. Although, I will say, upon reading it, the, the light bulb went off in my head. It's like, okay, at that moment in time, the real dilemma, he did have to destroy the gun. Why can't they build another? I guess they could. It might take a long time. Sure. But he seems okay. He seems happy in the end. Although, oh, here's another thing that they missed out. Is that... Yeah, uh, he's an he, asshole. He didn't... He wasn't playing the guitar at the end. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. He was supposed to jump in. He was supposed to jump into the musical number. Yeah, but instead he's but being he's... an ass again. Yeah. And he's just like they're they're beat beat down. Yeah, they're slow on the backbeat. They got to do it right. Yeah, and he wasn't like that in the movie. I think yeah. he just he kind of there was an accident or something, and he and he landed on stage by accident. Yeah. The, the whole the whole staging of the scene is different, and I think it was better in the movie. Yeah. Um, and you know. Because you know how it is when you're a band, you just want to write songs about your management team and yeah. and uh, you know name drop them and 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 have that a section of the song ready just in case they happen to fall on stage with a guitar. Yeah. Although, in fairness, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the story behind MGMT's son Brian Eno. I'm pretty sure that's that's what it's about. Writing, yeah. Howard the Duck. No, no, no. But in case they're playing on stage and Brian Eno just happens to fall on stage with them, he can play <laughs> keyboards. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. That makes sense to me. 
And that's mm. that's real, kids. MGMT did make a song called Brian Eno. Brian Eno was producing that album. Was he? Yeah. I thought... No. Yes, he was co-produced. Oh, hold on. I'm going to look this up. I swear no, to God. I thought it was... Um, co- and, and it was... Um, wasn't it that uh, David uh, Friedman? David Friedman as well. I'm, I'm so sure if, uh, Eno was on that album. I thought they just wrote him that wrote that song because he was like an an inspiration to them. Well, I mean, yes, but because you know, I mean, honestly, when it comes down to Brian, you know, is an inspiration to everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Old sourpuss. <laughs> Old sourpuss. <laughs> it's uh, congratulations. This is the name of the album, isn't it? Congratulations. Uh, yes. Okay, I don't see Brian Eno's name in here at all. Just just in the track track listing. I am embarrassed. Okay. Is my face red? Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, apparently I missed out by not naming myself Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. Yeah, he's a dude, too. Okay, anyways, uh, next time. <laughs> next time. Uh, what would you like to do? Well, Stephen. Yes. We did discuss this earlier, and you and you were in full support of it. Mm. Um, but I had to exercise some demons. Yeah. And... Uh, and watch Annie. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the bald guy scared me when I was a child. It's not... Uh, Daddy Warbucks? Well, Daddy Warbucks. I was going to say Moneybags, but that's not hard. Yeah, Daddy. he's basically Uncle Moneybags. <laughs> yeah, but anyway... Um, Daddy yeah, Daddy Warbucks terrified me as a child, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, and there is a comic adaptation of Annie. That's right, that's right. And, you know, we have reviewed uh, comics based on musicals before... So, uh, why not again? Sure. Sure. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, well, uh, anything else, Captain? Uh, no, not really. Just, uh, you know, everybody, just, if you just are sucked out of your apartment onto another planet, Mm -hmm. possibly populated by ducks. Yep. Don't freak out. Okay. No. No. And be, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. If, if, if the duck ladies are going to try and help you out. Yeah. Accept their help graciously. Graciously. It will go a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, folks. Well, uh, keep watching movies. Keep reading comics. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs>